Welcome to the Hangout in the Holy Land. My name is not George Eisner. I am actually uh, Matt Tamanini, but I am joined by the regular co-host for the Land Grant Holy Land Hangout in the Holy Land, Gene Ross. Gene, been a weird day, huh? Yeah, it's been odd. Um, you know, it would have been a lot better day if we would have had some Ohio State football. And the, the slate today hasn't exactly been great to make up for it. So it's definitely it's been a weird day for sure. Yeah, we are recording on Saturday evening. So we're just a little over 24, 25 hours since Ohio State announced that they would be canceling their game against the Illinois Fighting Illini that was supposed to happen at noon and then potentially 3.30. We heard that it might have been moved at one point um, on Saturday afternoon. But this is, of course, the second game that Ohio State has had to miss due to COVID-19 concerns. The first actually came because their opponent at the time, the Maryland Terrapins, had developed a, a bit of a COVID outbreak. This time, the outbreak happened at the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. So, Gene, on Friday night, we didn't really have a lot of information. It was a lot of conjecture based on this cancellation. So there was a lot of people just talking without knowing any details. That is generally, in my opinion, most of the discussion around coronavirus stuff, whether it's football related or not. But on Saturday morning, we did get a Zoom press conference with Ohio State Athletic Director uh, Gene Smith. Head football coach Ryan Day, who is currently in quarantine himself after testing positive for COVID-19, and team physician and former football player Dr. Jim Borchers. They ran through a bunch of information, some of it useful, some of it not. What was the thing that perhaps you took away from that 30 to 35, 40 minute uh, press conference that you thought was the most important yeah, so I thought what was interesting really was that they Ohio State was the one that that canceled this game, not the Big Ten. They it was kind of weird between Dr. Jim Borchers and Gene Smith. One of them said they didn't hit the thresholds, but then they said they did, and like there's two different thresholds that have to be hit. One of them is personnel, one is community, and it's a whole big thing right. that I don't think anybody really understands because people asked, multiple people asked about it and they never really got sort of a clear answer on it. But yeah, I thought the biggest biggest takeaway for me was that it was Ohio State that canceled this game and not the Big Ten, which you know might mean good things moving forward. You may maybe they'll be able to play next week if they if the numbers don't go up because you know uh people are doing some of the math around it it seems like you know just based on what they're saying it should be like under 10 players that have it if that are testing positive and so if that's the case and it stays that way then maybe ohio state would be able to play michigan state next weekend and so i thought that was important and just like you know they said you know everyone's healthy everyone is not healthy but like obviously because they tested positive but there there's not a lot of symptoms you know ryan day's feeling good he was on the call he looked like he was okay the players seemed yeah. to be okay and so that's obviously the number one concern you know you want everyone to be healthy and get through this virus but yeah that the main takeaway for for me, it was really that it was it was Ohio State that canceled this game out of precaution and not because they were forced to because the outbreak got huge. Yeah, what this actually means is is that they could have played on Saturday. Gene Smith said, yes, we could have played, but they didn't think it was the right thing to do because uh, Dr. Jim Borchers actually said that until this week, there had not been any COVID positive tests on Ohio State's team, but there had been an increasing number of positive tests this week, and they were concerned that that number was going up and there might be people who ended up playing in a game against Illinois on Saturday that ended up testing positive um, Sunday, meaning they probably were able to transmit the the virus uh, while they were on the field. So they, they did this out of an abundance of caution from a health standpoint to not further, you know, transmit the virus. But also, as you kind of alluded to, Gene, they did it from a strategic athletic point of view. I mentioned earlier that the game against Maryland was the first game that was canceled for Ohio State. That took them down to seven regular season games. This 
cancellation takes them down to six regular season games. That is the limit that Big Ten teams can play with uh, while still being able to qualify for the Big Ten championship game. If Ohio State were to have their game against Michigan State or their season finale game against Michigan canceled, they would theoretically not be able to play in the Big Ten championship, despite the fact that they are currently, and let me double check to make sure I don't screw this up, yes, they are currently the only undefeated team left in the Big Ten. Now, there there is some backdoor ways that there can be like a dozen games canceled and Ohio State could still qualify because of averages and all that stuff. That doesn't seem likely at this point. So basically, if Ohio State get, has another game canceled, their chances of playing in the Big Ten championship are done. And we'll get to that and what that potentially means for the college football playoff in a second. Um, but Gene, I think it's really smart because if they nip this in the bud now, if they get people quarantined, they shut practice down for a few days they could potentially come back. Ryan Day said as long as they're practicing by Thursday, they can probably play on Saturday. This probably gives them the best chance to play on Saturday against Michigan State, meaning that they could still preserve their chances to win a Big Ten title. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see if they're able to do it because I don't think we've seen a cancellation so far in the Big Ten that hasn't resulted in at least a two-week loss. Correct. Yeah, so I, I mean, not, it's, yeah. it's you would think just based on the cancellation itself that it's not looking good for next week, but I think by taking this proactive approach and trying to get out ahead of it, then they might have given themselves a shot. And, you know, we've seen from the beginning, once this whole virus started, Ohio State's been on the forefront of this the whole time. They've tried to, Ryan Day has been preaching safety the whole time, and, you know, they still got it, but there's really, you know, that just shows how this virus goes. There's really nothing you can do to stop it, but they have been taking all the necessary precautions and they've been doing the most they can to try to prevent the spread. And so hopefully those things will pay off in the end and let them get in a game next week and not let the spread any further if they're, you know, isolating and following the protocols further. Yeah. And as you said, uh, people kind of doing the maths by the fact that, yes, the 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 team did hit their 7.5 percent positivity rate for the entire population, which means the football team, the coaches and all of the staff. That's roughly 170 people. So they were over 7.5 percent of that 170. What they did not hit was what are these 5% rolling averages so that on any day or two days or whatever it is, or five, I don't know what the, the role is, if it's a week or whatever, that 5% of the team had had tested positive. So there's a rolling average of that. What makes it a little more complicated is that Dr. Jim Borchers said that there hadn't been any t- positive tests until this week. So how long that rolling average is, um, really makes it a little difficult to determine how many people were out. But like you said, maybe less than 10. And there hasn't been any reporting done as to what players were officially um, deemed inactive because of positive COVID tests. But the word on the street is that there were players who were important to the team that play, but according to some different People on the beat without naming names, they said that it's no one that would derail the course of the season. So I think you actually said it in Slack, Gene. So it's like not Chris Olave, not Garrett Wilson, not Justin Fields and not Sean Wade. So it could be anybody else. Yeah. And we saw we we saw, too, like on social media, Ohio State's been posting pictures like it seemed like they really did it strategically once this news started to slowly leak out. On Thursday, they started posting pictures, you know, hey, we're, we're still here practicing, you know, everything's fine. Haha, ha, it's all great. And then like on Friday, they posted more pictures and you saw everyone working out wearing masks while they were playing, which is something you don't we haven't seen up till this point. So obviously they knew something was up. And I mean, they did do another round of testing on Friday night. So we don't know, you know. 
know, who could have came up positive after those practices. But yeah, we saw, you know, Justin Fields in those photos, Wyatt Davis in those photos, Chris Olave, Trey Sermon. You saw a bunch of guys that are important stars on the team playing. And so you don't know what could have happened after that, but it seems like a good sign that a lot of the starters were on the field, at least for that Friday practice before things went got a little crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about it is if they miss this game, depending on when their positive test was, it sounds like there was a, a, a number of positive tests on perhaps Tuesday and Wednesday. They shot up on Thursday and then shot up even more on Friday. We don't really know uh, about any tests that were done on Saturday, but if let's say it's the end of this week, so Thursday or Friday, that means that the first time that those players could be back is actually for the Big Ten Champions weekend. It might not be the Big Ten Championship game, but everybody in the Big Ten is going to be playing that weekend as long as the, the their health allows. So whether that's playing in the Big Ten Championship game or potentially playing the number two team in the uh, Big Ten West, which is actually not the Wisconsin Badgers right now, but we'll get to that here in a second. Um, it looks like that would be the first time that anybody who tests positive will be able to come back. One of the questions for Gene Smith in the um, Zoom press conference was whether or not the Big Ten had started discussing changing the 21-day um, period that players had to sit out or potentially changing the six-game minimum to be in the Big Ten championship game. He said that there had not been any discussions about either of those things yet, but who knows they could in the future. Now, there has been some reporting, and I talked to a source uh, from ESPN who actually said that there were discussions weeks ago, and I actually had this conversation a couple weeks ago, where after the latest report about myocarditis came out that said there is much less of a connection than we perhaps thought originally, that the Big Ten had been in discussions about potentially dropping that third week from the required quarantine period. So instead of 21 days, it would just be 14 days. Barry Alvarez, who is the athletic director at the University of Wisconsin, is also one of the board members uh, and all of this return to play stuff for the Big Ten, had been pushing that. But Gene, I got to tell you, if they all of a sudden said, oops, just kidding, you only have to sit out 14 days instead of 21 days right when Ohio State has an outbreak. I think that there would be 13 schools that would absolutely go batshit on Kevin Warren. Oh, there, there would be a riot heading straight towards Columbus and, the, and then the Big Ten offices right after. Yeah. But the thing is, like, my I'm honestly more concerned with the, uh, the six-game minimum rule more than I am the 21-day rule. Because at least, you know, like, it was hard enough to get these games back going, you know, you had to convince these university presidents that it would be safe. And so, you know, that 21-day thing was the thing they implemented to make them feel safer. The six-game minimum rule for the championship is based in nothing. That's There's nothing, there's no benefit to, like, a team doing that. There's no, like, medical science behind saying that, like, you have to play six games to be eligible for a championship. That's just the Big Ten saying that. So I don't see, I, I know it would look really bad now to say it because they want to get Ohio State in that game. But at the same time, there's nothing like there is no ruling behind that. There's no I don't think there's any other conference that says like, oh, you have a minimum games played, and especially with mm. how many teams have had games canceled at this point. You know, I think at least like I think pretty much half the league has had at least one game canceled at this point. So I, I don't I don't see why they couldn't get rid of that rule just because of how how dumb it looks now, especially like because there isn't I'm assuming they'd worry about like tiebreakers and stuff if there was like a six and O team and a five and O team or whatever. But that isn't the case anymore. It seems like the the top teams in both leagues are pretty clear. And just because, you know. If you're going to have to watch, I'm sure we'll get to in a little bit, but watching Indiana play potentially without Michael Penix against a, a one-loss Northwestern team just on semantics instead of 
you know, Ohio State versus Northwestern or, or Wisconsin when Ohio State's clearly the top team in this conference. I think that's pretty dumb, and I don't see why they couldn't reverse it, but I also see that the outlash on it would be pretty bad. It would be insane. People would go ballistic. But, I mean, you're right, Like especially because it's not like Ohio State has had three games canceled if potentially they missed the Michigan State game because of outbreaks on their own team. The first one was with Maryland. Like if they would have said, look, if you miss, a, you know, more than a third of your game, if you miss 40 percent of your games due to covid, it's probably, you know, a good idea not to have you compete for the Big Ten title. I I would I, I guess I would be OK with that. I mean, I don't think that there's necessarily anything to say that, like, if you have an outbreak that you've done something wrong, um, unless you like you are proven to have like gone to house parties and stuff. But like, if it's just a normal outbreak where stuff happens, this virus is incredibly contagious and it is everywhere. Like I, I do agree. It's just like a dumb kind of arbitrary rule, but you're right. It, if they made that change, the world would, the Midwest at least would be on fire. It's uh, just so, it's so tough at this point in the year now. Cause like you, you've made your, you made your bed. Now you gotta yeah. lay in it. And it's like, but, but now what? Like this, this is really what we're doing. We're going to have, a team. We're gonna have Indiana go to the Big Ten championship, even though they lost to Ohio State just because Ohio yeah. State caught a virus that millions of people in the world have caught. You're really gonna punish them for that? It's just it sucks. So let's real quick run through what the Big Ten looks like right now. Um, Indiana did beat Maryland on uh, Saturday, so they are firmly entrenched as the second team in the Big Ten East behind Ohio State. So if OSU cannot play in the Big Ten Championship game, the Hoosiers would be the East representative as of now. Ironically, in fourth place behind Maryland is Michigan State. And I just think that is hilarious because they are still ahead of Michigan, Rutgers, and Penn State, although Penn State did get their first one of the season uh, over Michigan. So like you said, Indiana, likely the number one team um, from the East. Currently, Northwestern is in first place in the Big Ten West. However, they lost to Michigan State today, which means that I, their chances to head to the college football playoff are done. And that was actually something that I was concerned about. I thought if Northwestern was 9-0, beat Indiana, beat Wisconsin, because they beat Wisconsin in the regular season, beat Indiana in a theoretical Big Ten championship game, and won the Big Ten title... I, I would think it would be hard, despite the fact that we all understand that Ohio State has more talent than Northwestern, to put in the Buckeyes, who would be 6-0 with wins over Minnesota or over Wisconsin and Indiana, but no Big Ten title. But that's not going to happen. Um, that's not necessarily guaranteed that they are in there. They've already beaten Iowa and Wisconsin, which are the two teams kind of behind them. But if they were to lose again, um, this season, they have games against uh, Minnesota, maybe if that doesn't get canceled, and then Illinois to end the season. So they could potentially not make it, but it looks pretty good that it's going to be Northwestern versus whomever comes out of the Big Big Ten East. Yeah, and I mean, I think Northwestern losing, kind of like you alluded to, is actually like really big for Ohio State because yeah. I think now, even with, even if next week's game gets canceled and Ohio State's now ineligible for the Big Ten title game, I, I think there's still a pretty clear path for Ohio State to make it to the playoffs because let's say Indiana, hopefully Michael Penix is okay. It didn't look like it was too bad, but I didn't really see the ending of that game, so I don't really know what happened there. But let's say Indiana beats... Northwestern in the Big Ten title game, and then Ohio State beats Wisconsin in the de facto second place game, even though they're probably the two best teams on each side. Um, 
are you gonna the, the playoff committee is gonna put a, a one loss Indiana whose loss is Ohio State over an undefeated Ohio State team just because they played more games? And I know we can't really trust the playoff committee to make good decisions based on their initial rankings, but in that scenario, I just I don't see a way that the Hoosiers make it in over the Buckeyes. And are, are they just gonna leave the entire Big Ten out as a whole just because their their scheduling was crappy and they they screwed the teams over? I don't I don't see that happening either. So I mean, if you look at the playoff picture right now. Bama's going to be number one. They're going to win out. The SEC is not good besides them. Clemson, Notre Dame probably going to beat each other up, and they're both going to make it. And so you're really fighting for one spot, and you got the Pac-12, who's playing even less games in the Big Ten. You got the Big and, 12, and which Oregon is hot garbage. Lost. Oregon lost. Yeah. So then, it, like USC is their only their only remaining team, really, uh, really there. Yeah, and where are they? Where are they even ranked right now? Are they are they high? I don't even um, think they're. USC is their game got canceled this week. So USC is currently hold on. I've got the rankings right here. So they're going to play even less games. They're probably going to play the same amount of games as Ohio State. USC less. is is 18th currently. Yeah. So, I mean, you got the Pac-12 and the Big 12 are mostly out just by default. And then yeah. so you're going to put you're going to put Florida in. You're going to put you could put Cincinnati in, I guess. But uh, Cincinnati. Uh, I have Cincinnati in my final four uh, from our preseason predictions. But. but. Are they going to put Cincinnati in over an undefeated Ohio State? I I can't see that. Just even if they if that comes down to a coin flip, they're going to look at the bank account and be like, "Hey, uh, which which team's bringing in the money? We're going to we're going to go with the Buckeyes in Columbus." Sorry. Here's the thing. Like I I agree that I think Alabama's going to going to win out when the SEC championship game. I agree that I think Clemson is going to beat um, Notre Dame in the ACC championship game, which means that they'll have split with Notre Dame, which means the Irish will probably get in for similar reasons, as you mentioned with Ohio State, because they're Notre Dame. Um, but then you've got a school like Texas A&M, like they could compete for a spot. They're going to end up they've had a couple games canceled, but they could potentially kind of be around there if they end up playing more games than the Buckeyes. They're currently at halftime as we're recording against LSU up 13 nothing. Um, I'm pulling hard for LSU to knock them out. But if Florida does somehow upset Alabama in the big uh, or in the SEC championship game, Florida's number six. Um, they are currently sixth in the playoff rankings. They're seven and one. Their only loss came to AM. They're looking pretty good. Like if if Florida beats Alabama, I could see it being two ACC teams and two SEC teams because Ohio State had so many games canceled and didn't and didn't have the opportunity to win its own conference title. Yeah, I, I think that is probably one of the only scenarios where you could see Ohio State get left out without a loss. I think that, you know, I don't I don't really see a path for AM just because they're not going to play in the SEC title game. And I think that's kind of important. Even like I don't think the SEC is doing the championship weekend, right? That's just a Big Ten thing. So they're not going to play Correct. that extra game. Correct. So yeah. So I mean Ohio State's still going to have like it's not like Ohio State's just ending their season with Michigan and then sitting at home on championship weekend. They're going to play they're going to play Wisconsin, which, I mean, if it holds how it does, and Wisconsin's a good team. You know, that's a quality win at the end of the year for Ohio yeah. State if they could pull it off. So that's another big thing on the resume. But, yeah, like you said, I think, you know, Florida, Florida winning would be a big wrench in the system, but I just think every year Florida starts in the top 10 and then underperforms. So I just already almost assume that they're going to lose by a million. Just And also I think I think Alabama is clearly the number one team right now. So yeah. I, I think they're going to have a tough time. Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin is currently uh, number 16 in the playoff rankings. I could see them working their way up. Um, Oregon lost this week, um, so they're going to drop down. Um, Oklahoma lost this week, so they could potentially drop. They were number 11. They could potentially drop behind Wisconsin. I think there's a very good shot that Wisconsin is a uh, top 10 game by the time Ohio State theoretically plays them. Um, Northwestern lost there at eight, but they beat Wisconsin, so I don't think they're going to drop behind them. Um, but I do think that Wisconsin could make it to the top 10, which means that Indiana 
and Wisconsin could potentially both be not only big, uh, could not only top 10 wins when they happened, but also top 10 wins when the final rankings come out. Um, so it's, it's a possible. So, I mean, I, I'm not completely without hope that Ohio state can make the, the championship, uh, the, the playoff, but I'm not feeling great about it. Gene, I had been saying all year that as long as they win out, they're in. Um, and I even said, like, as long as they have six games, they're in. I'm a little more suspect about that. So for you, if you had to put it on uh, a percentage number, uh, what percentage do you think that Ohio State has to make the college football playoff this year? Well, um, I, I think if they play Michigan State, it's still 100% as long as they win out, obviously, because then they'd still qualify for the Big Ten Championship and then everything would be fine. They wouldn't have to worry about it. Obviously, they have to worry about you know one of the other programs they playing they play having a COVID outbreak and canceling a game. But if they play their games, they're in. If the Michigan State game gets canceled and they fall below the threshold, I think I'd still give them like a 65 percent chance to make it, maybe even higher. And and it's only because like like other than Florida beating Alabama, I just don't see how they could leave a team, at, how they could leave an undefeated Ohio State team out of the playoffs. And I mean, I don't know. I just don't see. I, I can't really see them getting left out as an undefeated team. I actually, my, I have a bigger worry. I, I'm more worried about Ohio state not playing enough games and like not being fit to play in the playoffs. than I am about them actually making it. I think losing these tune up games, they keep losing like against the Maryland and Illinois and potentially Michigan state, I think is going to affect them on the field more than it would like leaving them out of the playoffs. I think they would not, like wouldn't be ready to play a high caliber team just because they haven't had these, simpler games to kind of work out their issues that they haven't been able to work out and like get some of the backups some reps and see what they have on defense because like Alabama earlier in the year like their defense looked awful they let up a million yards to Ole Miss and like they're not any good and like Ohio State's defense kind of looks like that now but then Alabama's played eight games and now their defense looks awesome and like Ohio State hasn't had those chances so I'm actually more worried about the missing games leading to poor play than I am for it leaving them out of the playoffs yeah I I think that there's a lot to be said for needing the opportunities to play against uh, good teams to get yourself ready. Fortunately, they will have the opportunity to do that against hopefully Wisconsin, potentially even Iowa um, in the um, Big Ten Champions weekend, assuming that they don't make it. I mean, they're going to play Northwestern, Wisconsin, or Iowa, which all of those teams are competent. Um, Michigan State, I got to tell you, I they they're they're feisty. They got uh, Mel Tucker got them up for two of their bigger games of the season against their rival Michigan. They won against uh, the Big Ten West leading Northwestern Wildcats. They won. So I imagine that Mel Tucker, being a former Ohio State assistant coach, is going to get his team ready to play against Ohio State if they do end up playing next Saturday. I don't expect them to win, but I think that they're going to get a game uh, matchup there. Um, I think I think the team up north is a disaster, and I can't imagine that Jim Harbaugh being a lame duck coach, in my opinion, is going to be able to motivate his team enough to, to put up a game. I expect I do expect Ohio State to hang 100 on them. Um, so, but I think they have some opportunities there. And I think the intensity and the emotion of everything that's happened this season um, added to some of that residual emotion from the Clemson loss last year. I think that they have enough chutzpah to be ready to play those games and more importantly to practice really intensely leading up to them so i'm not i I am worried about that um but i think that they can figure out ways to make that work i just i I just worry in a year like 2020 
that the committee is going to look and say, well, Ohio State did not look great in any of their games this season, at least so far as we know it. They beat Indiana, but didn't blow them out. If I think if if Ohio State would have beaten Indiana, even if they would have just beat them 35 to seven, like they were leading in the third quarter, that would have been enough to be like, okay, yeah, they're fine. Put them in. But we've seen them let Penn State come back a little bit. Definitely saw them let Rutgers come back. Saw them let Indiana come back. I, I think that I I think there's enough to be suspect about Ohio State's team that the committee might not give them the benefit of the doubt. I hope I'm wrong, um, but I, I I am not going to feel good going into that selection show if things remain how they are now. Uh, I will be very nervous. But as my in conversation guest from uh, last week, uh, Alex Kirshner said um, on Twitter on Saturday, it is always something weird with Ohio State when it comes to the college football playoff committee. Like always, every yeah, year, it's never normal. And it, it drives me absolutely bonkers. Yeah, and like the thing is, like Ohio State's lost all of their good like blowout eye test games. Like they got to play Rutgers, but like Rutgers threw the kitchen sink at them, so the final score didn't look as good. And then like they lost games against Maryland and Illinois that you'd think Ohio State would be able to run up the score and like put in the backups and get some tests. And that's really the main thing I'm concerned about. Is like. Clearly, there's some there's some form of personnel issue on the defense at at least one position, and like in those games, if you got to play some of the backups late, like maybe you'd find a guy yeah. that really jumps off the page and pops. Like there was there was Brennan White was I think against Nebraska two years ago, and like that was out of necessity because Jordan Fuller was ejected for a targeting. But at the same time, it's like those are the games that you get those backups get in, and you're like, huh, maybe this guy deserves some more runs with the ones, and like that's when you really find yourself and like find your team because you get to see like your whole roster in a game situation. So I'm just worried about them losing those kind of games, and like and like you said, like the they haven't really dominated in any of their games so far this year. And those are the games that you would think on paper Ohio State would be able to dominate it and really, you know, get get those valuable game reps that are going to mean more in the playoffs if they get there. Yeah. All right. So remind me, what did you say your percentage of them making the playoff is? If they play, no, Michigan no, no, State, no, 100%. no. Oh, factor okay. the factor all that in factor. You've in. got to pat. That's got to be part of the conversation there, Gene. All right. If they don't play Michigan State, I'm saying no, 65. No, no, no. Right oh, now. Like just, just right now? Right now, um, all scenarios. This is know. like Doctor Strange in um, Avengers Infinity Wars. Like looking at the million different po- possibilities. <laughs> mm. As of now, if you had to put a number on it, what is the percentage that Ohio State makes it? No caveats. All right, so, yeah. Nothing. All right. So I'll say, I'll say like 85% then because oh. I think it's like a 50-50 shot they play Michigan State. Okay. All right. Um, I, if they do that, it's in. I, I am going forty uh, percent. I, I am much lower than you. Uh, I think that they are. They're going to have to earn it. And at this point, I'm just not sure that Ohio State has a the team to to show enough or b enough opportunities to earn it. Um, now, be that as it is, I think even if I say Ohio State has a forty percent chance to be that that fourth seed that's better than anybody else in the country vying for that fourth seed um or that fourth spot it might not necessarily be the fourth seed um but the fourth spot um i think that they've still got the best chance of anybody but it's i i a week ago or two days ago or even 
30 hours ago, I would have said they were at like a 95. Um, it dropped significantly because of everything that's happened uh, in the last. Yeah, day. if you if you ask me on Thursday and the Michigan State games canceled, then I'm right there with you, like 40 percent. Because yeah. but like at the same time, if they play that game, I just don't think even if this Ohio State team isn't a championship caliber team, which at this point they haven't looked. Um, I just think they're heads above any other team in the Big Ten, and so they would get there if they played the necessary games. But I, I do have legitimate concerns about this team being able to be competitive with one of those playoff teams, and I don't want to yeah. see another 2016 Clemson scenario God, where they no. get to the playoffs on merit and then they don't perform. Yeah, I, that would drive me absolutely bonkers. All right, Gene, I think that was a good conversation for us to kind of wrap up everything that is going on with this cancellation. Everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land's Hangout in the Holy Land. If you're finding this episode on our website, please subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We are delivering you a podcast episode every single day of the college football season. Even if the college football season tries to mess with our schedule, uh, we are going to do that. And I guarantee you, you won't hear shows like ours anywhere else in the Ohio State podcasting universe. Also, don't forget to follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33, and you can find me on Twitter at Gene. Where can people find you on the social meds? You can find me on Twitter at Gene underscore Ross 23, and uh, hopefully George and I will be back sometime this week with a Michigan State preview. We'll probably <laughs> probably wait a little later in the week to do it just to make sure the game's being played, but yeah. hopefully you'll hear us again later this week. Oh, God, I hope there's a game. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks. 